welcome to Refresh and Rediscover Your Home, the podcast. Every week, our remodeling specialist, Tony and Michelle, bring you the top trends and tips to achieve your best version of the most cherished space, your home. Now it's time for some wits and lots of style. Welcome to Refresh and Rediscover Your Home podcast. We bring you the insights from the experts on how to improve the quality of your life, focusing on your home. We talk about the things that add value, improve functionality, add style, or embrace the traditions that makes a house a home. Great to have you. I want to introduce my co-host. Michelle Morris is an expert on many things from luxury lifestyle, branding, decorating, and simply how to live a better life. Welcome, Michelle. Oh, thank you so much, Tony. It's great to be here and great to be a part of the Refresh brand. I am delighted to introduce our guest today, Brian Loomis of Caldwell Banker, an amazing agent for many years. Brian started his real estate career in 2000 after he left the trading floor and started as a part-time executive at Caldwell Banker and then was diving into this and doing so well that it became full-time very quickly after that. He has real estate in his blood. His father sold real estate and he has a real passion, just a real connection with people to do this job really well. I have had a first-hand opportunity of working with Brian and seeing him work with some of my friends throughout um, the suburbs and the city. And he has just a great personality. He's extremely knowledgeable. He's very, very knowledgeable about every single neighborhood in the city of Chicago. If you ask about one building, he can pretty much tell you exactly the square foot, what it has, what it's sold for, and he's just really on top of his game. We are delighted to have him here with us today. His service stands well apart from the rest of anyone I've ever worked with, and we're just honored to have him here today. He's received a number of awards, including you know the Rookie of the Year when he first started in the President's Club and has um, many outstanding recognitions for not only being a number one seller in the top 1% in Chicago, but also 1% in the country. Welcome, Brian. We're thrilled to have you. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate being on the uh, podcast today with you. Yes, Refresh with Rediscover. And I know that we had a chance to, to actually go on a project together. Maybe before we get started, you can just tell us a little bit about your background and yourself. We can go from there. Sure, sure. So yeah, I was a trader before. I actually worked for a Japanese bank as a, on the trading desk. And then I, about 20 years ago, I started in real estate just the first year part-time. Like you said, my dad, he was in commercial real estate. So it was always kind of in our blood and Every Sunday, I'd seem to be looking in the paper at the real estate section. So I said, you know, maybe I'll dabble into this. And then uh, it turned out pretty well for me. So I uh, changed from, I left the trading arena and went into uh, real estate, residential real estate. That's awesome. Congrats. Brian, you have quite the resume. It was, uh, that I think is uh, Michelle's new record for introductions. Uh, there was quite quite a bit there. So of all the things that you do, what, what do you consider yourself to be an expert in regarding real estate? Well, I think that, um, you know, I've been, as I said, I've been doing this for 20 years. I live downtown. So I think that I am, I will say I'm very well versed in every neighborhood in the city. If I were to hone in on one thing, though, I'm particularly honed in on the Gold Coast, Streeterville, River North area where, you know, there isn't a building I don't think I haven't been in. There isn't a floor plan I haven't been in or a tier I haven't been in. So I'm well versed on the uh, buildings, you know, particularly downtown and Gold Coast. So there isn't an address, Lincoln Park as well. So I think there's lots of people who know three flat buildings. A lot of people know single family homes. And I would say I'm better versed and more uh, an expert on all the buildings, 
all the high rises, whether it's a co-op, condo, any kind of building, River North, Streeterville, Gold Coast, Lincoln Park, I'm, I'm honed in on, on almost everything, all the way up the lake to, you know, I'd say to Evanston or actually Rogers Park. So high rises and condos and co-ops, I'm very well attuned to. So we're we're currently experiencing quite the unusual time with between COVID and, and a lot of unrest with uh, things in the country. How, how specifically things changed as a result of COVID? I think it was just the market's really slowed. You know, I think there's a concern about the germ issue, you know, so obviously what I'm doing is no different than anybody else is doing on a showing. You know, you kind of, you know, you have to wear your mask, your gloves, you introduce the property and then stand in the corner because people don't really want that interaction. You give an overview of the property and then sort of stand by. So in that sense, I, there's nothing unusual. I'm not going to say I'm doing something you know, that's rocket science versus somebody else. The market is really slowed because of this pandemic, I think, particularly in the city, I can't speak for the suburbs, in the condo market, you know, there's certain price points that are moving and some are not. And so I think that it's made people reassess the city thinking, do I really want to be down here versus the suburbs? I think taxes are always an issue here. Although the assessors came out about two weeks ago saying he's trying to reduce taxes between eight and 12%. So which would be helpful, you know, asking what I'm doing differently. I think you really have to try to market and, you know, whether it's direct mail, social media, you have to really kind of plaster your sphere and plaster the databases out there to make sure your properties are in front of people's faces. Yes, certainly recognizing um, what you're saying. And I guess when you're getting ready for people to sell their homes and your suggestions for whatever it might be, where if there was one thing that you would say or a few things to say to get ready to sell so that people, if they're looking to turn quickly, is it a kitchen? Is you know What are some of the things that you're telling people in order to get ready to sell their homes? And that's a good question because I think what's in a broader answer to that, first of all, is that people nowadays, it's rare when people want to have projects and they come in and do a project or a redo or a um, gut renovation. It's just so rare. If you talk to myself or many brokers, they'll say someone wants to walk and say, ah, you don't have to do a thing. So I think the thing is, you know, just painting is, is a key first degree that you've got to look at that is a place look tired. If something's 10 years old now, that can look tired. So I think people, you've got to focus in on, on kitchens. It sounds cliche, but kitchens and bathrooms, they have to be up to date, whether it's just changing out, making sure all the appliances are, are brand new and stainless steel and the old cherry cabinets are now white. Just re- replacing tile, taking things, editing your place is really important and having all your closets edited. But I think to go in and make sure the kitchen and bathrooms are key and you just, and you've got to have a new fresh paint job because that makes such a difference. And even though that's a small fix, it's super helpful because people don't want a, a tired look and they don't want to redo things as far as, so when it's been redone or refreshed, you know, prior, it's super helpful. Do you educate your your sellers that they should make sure that they remove all buyers' objections before they list? Most definitely. Most definitely. Because I think that, you know, so many sellers think their place is the Taj Mahal. And, you know, why shouldn't I be getting this price? Why shouldn't I say, well, you know, if you expect top dollar, then you've got to have something in top condition. You can't ask for this and expect this if you're not delivering this. Usually nine times out of ten, there's something that someone can fix or refresh into their unit um, or their house. Definitely worth the education to tell my seller that and be upfront about it, saying you're not going to get this price unless you keep this up to date. What is typically the best return on an investment that somebody would want? To- Number one, kitchen. You know, you if you know people, that's the heart of the home. You know, they, whether it's a kitchen, even if it's open kitchen or not open kitchen, you know, it's a congregation point, a place where someone feels at home and they're spending a lot of their time there. So that is number one 
return on investment, hands down. It seems like every great family event always starts and ends in the kitchen. So why why not have that be one of the best? And two, we're actually seeing a lot of needs for indoor-outdoor kitchens. And I know in the city, there's a little less space, but there's certainly, and I've seen plenty recently, um, just with looking at places, a lot of the outdoor spaces that are probably building more fire pits and things like that, even too, in Lincoln Park with the younger kids and new families and more intimate gatherings in your home. Certainly there's a lot of you know work to do there to make it more healthy living today for a healthy environment or where we are spending most of our time these days. I would agree with that, Michelle. Um, you know, outdoor space is a premium and particularly in the city, if you have a balcony or a terrace or something, I would think it's a, a huge plus, you know, so um, people like to, to be object this cooped up time we've had recently. Michelle mentioned the uh, healthy home in her question. Are people asking you about that? Or are you getting specific questions for family members that are dealing with allergies or that are sensitive in some way to off-gassing chemicals or so forth? Is that common now? I have experienced that. I mean, I think that, um, you know, I don't think that's a too common of a question. I think you either have like a, a subset of people like over the years where you actually have a one in like a hundred clients that says, I'm allergic to this, I'm allergic to chemical insensitivities, et cetera. So, that was sort of just one in a million or one. And now I think, you know, maybe the same, same percentage. I don't think people is overt, even though this pandemic has come about, at least in the city. I mean, I don't think they come off and ask you, is there problems with the walls here? Because you have disclosures you know, as far as lead paint that can reveal all those types of things. I haven't seen it, but um, I'm sure people are more conscious of it. Whether they're overtly asked me, it hasn't really come up yet. So as, a, as an expert who's handled lots of transactions, what tips would you give to somebody who's thinking about buying? What advice would you give them? Uh, what I would say is, you know, really, your home is your starting point. And you've got to really look at it as your place where you want to live and make your memories and make you know it a, it a real home for yourself and whoever you're with, your partner, wife, husband, whatever it may be. So that making sure that you can stay there and, and, and enjoy it for a long period of time. So I think that you have to really hone in on, particularly condo buyers, you know, I'm a very big believer and, you know, look at the entire totality of a building. You know, if you like the unit, that's great, but is the building nice? Are the common areas maintained well? Is the door presence nice? Is the first reaction you walk in? Because, you know, if you have the million dollar place in an awful building, you're going to become depressed when you walk in that building each time. So I think what I tell people is focus on everything, not just the unit. I think you've got the views, the insides, the outsides. Yeah, just how you're building serenity really in your home and finding that peace and that calmness that we all need after a busy day of work, whether you're working in your home or going back to your offices soon or whatever it may be. When you walk in, really, truly love that and share those traditions. I know you have a lot of family and I know Tony does as well. You know, just being at home more and, and doing simple things with the family of, you know, having cooking contests together and little things, but making those memories with family and friends is so important because it's really what life is all about when we get together and enjoy our home, building those memories and sharing traditions. And gosh, we brought out so many board games. And now that the weather's nice, it's like yard games and different things that everyone's doing. I was in Lincoln Park last week and um, they had like a bag toss and all different things, but it's really just enjoying your home. So that's great feedback. I think too, like as we look ahead, that things are going to continue to change. Do you see anything standing out in terms of neighborhoods or one level living or anything that's kind of in your trends that you're seeing? from your side? Well, I'll give you, you know, for what is going on in the city market. You know, I just pulled up actually today, you know, I think that you hear a lot of things, noise on the market's great and everyone's selling, every realtor's busy. I tend to be more realistic and saying like, I live in a building, it's um, you know, nice units and, and some nice prices. And I noticed that, you know, in the $2 million and above market in the last three months, so since COVID started, there's only been 14 properties come under contract. 
in the entire city, including River North, Bucktown, Wicker Park, Streeterville, Gold Coast, Lincoln Park, South Loop, which is hardly anything, I think. You know, that trend is people are not buying, even though people have money. You know, Chicago is the third largest city, and it just seems that people are stuck and not willing to put that kind of money down lately. There's less buyers. I think people are concerned about taxes and assessments and buildings. I think in the lower market, like I know from what I've talked to with my colleagues, the one to one, three, one, four single family market is pretty hot in like Lincoln Square, Lincoln Park. And then, you know, you anything from 800 and below, the condo market is pretty busy too. It's tricky. I think, you know, it, it depends if you have a nice listing. Um, I kind of have listings everywhere from 200,000 to 7 million and it's been stuck for me. <laughs> you know, I think that people are just more cautious. I think maybe people with kids, are more apt to buy right now and as far as single families so they can get out and have space. It's new construction that really sells because of those 14 that I saw that are under contract, 10 of them are in the West Loop and eight of those 10 are new as a new construction building that won't be due until two years from now. So those contracts are written and it's not something that's, and so brand new stuff in the West Loop, which is such a hot area, even though it's sort of slow there, but it's got the reputation for being, everything's there now. You know, there was a resale for a building called the Hayden Lofts and the panel sold over a million dollars more than it sold for. They wrote the contracts in 2018 and they just closed about a week or so ago for a million dollars more and $4.7 million in the, in the West Loop is a lot of money. So I think the trend is there. Is that as far as if you want a hot area, that's where you should be. As far as young people are there, it's got everything to offer. Whereas down here in the Gold Coast, it's a much slower market. Do you see any long-term effects from COVID? How it's going to affect how you do business or what buying for? I think that uh, the long-term effects are that very more discerning about their their purchases. I think they really have to find the right place. And I don't think there's this jump in, even though rates, interest rates are at the lowest they've been, prices are coming down. I think people are really discerning. So I think COVID's really kind of stopped in their tracks and, and be very discerning about their purchases. And I think too, people are still trying to figure out, are they working from home? Maybe we have the right amount of space, but maybe we turn our dining room into a home office or, you know, I don't know, but I would think I'm Mm -hmm. certainly going through that with four kids home from college. Like what is the right space for our house now? We're all going through a change and we're going to continue to to feel this for some time. So it's an uncertainty, right? So Mm -hmm. how are we going to make it better for right now? Um, So you have to be creative with the space. I know Tony's really good at turning things into a whole different vision from working with him and just seeing what they've been able to do on the building side and then what he's had a vision for with the refresh business and the one-stop shopping. So um, just to come to our website and know we have an incredible amount of contractors and everything from chimneys being fixed to building stone walls, to removing walls, to adding barn doors or house doors or whatever the trend is right now or not the trend. Video conferencing is important. We all need privacy. We can't get interrupted no matter if it's kids, dogs, whatever, when you're on a corporate call or if you're just wanting privacy in your home. So I would think as you and and maybe you've seen this already, as you continue to do the open houses, maybe you're not even doing those anymore. I don't even know how bad is. But when you're doing your showings, you're probably seeing a little bit of that too, right? Sure. Yeah. I think that people love to repurpose their different areas in their houses. And I think just to hit back on something that you made, what you said, you, know, you think about your guys' service is that I have, I know even have even been doing this for 20 years, sometimes you do struggle. Like I've got this piecemeal, you know, someone asked me for uh, this uh, roofer, someone asked me for this cover person. So if something is out there where it's a one-stop shop, it's a huge advantage. I know I would you know, use Refresh because it's so convenient. And, and people ask me, clients ask me all the time, do you have this person? And I do have a Rolodex of people, but one-stop shopping is really key. It's just like I said at the beginning of this, 
People want something that's presto redone. They don't want to do work. And so it's great to have a, something at your fingertips where you can get married of um, vendors. Yeah, we just want to have the opportunity to help all the Asians to be able to sell more while we're doing kind of the behind the scenes and all working together to make it, as you said in the beginning of this conversation, people don't want to come in and do the work. We'll do the work for you and, and make it easy so you can sell more properties, hopefully. I, I would imagine that being kind of the quarterback for the client, that it's got to be a real pain in the neck to have to coordinate all all this stuff when you could be out selling or meeting with clients and uh, trying to get more sales. Uh, instead, you're doing work that you're not really being compensated for and ultimately could be held liable for because even if, if it's not something that goes south, people could, it's almost like recommending a restaurant, right? Where people go, oh, this guy was horrible, right? Uh, That's a great, great point. That's a great point, right? Because you, know, you don't want to get tied up in like, you know, you're next thing you know, you're making the bed for the client and you're, you know, watering their plants. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> you're wasting your time and you're not, you're not making, you're not selling properties. And to your point too, you, you know, they all of a sudden they hate you and you know, you recommended some one person, they don't like an egg on your face. And so I think this is a wonderful opportunity. I make beds and Michelle does the pedicures. So that's. <laughs> but it has to be like a really nicely uh, decorated painted. Let me ask you about paint while we're at it because you did mention paint. <laughs> And I'm all about colors, nail colors, and all that too. I should, I really would like to be the marketing director who actually comes up with those names of the colors. It's pretty funny, right? right. The thousands of colors they have. I'm just curious on paint in general. When you have somebody, you're coming in to list their property, is it an automatic neutral? Is it leave it the way it is? I know you said kitchens are white, but do you have any suggestions? Because yeah. you said paint was the number one thing. And I was just curious. Yeah. I think neutral is really the best way to go because it makes a humongous difference. Whether it's like a light cream. I always kind of go with the light cream that, you know, it's a, off-white because it can make your art pop. It's just not distracting because I've had listings where I've actually had the realtor and the, the client of the realtor come in and they go, any place could be done very well, but they're like, this is so distracting. There's so many colors in every room. There's too much furniture. Even if this place were painted a different color, all neutral, I could see the place better. So it's key to have your place neutral colors, even you know, kitchen off-white or, or cream. I just think it's very specific nowadays. If you go with a blue or, or you know, royal blue on kitchen cabinets, I mean, it can work, but the majority of people, you want to appeal to the masses. So I think the neutral is really the way to go and all white trim work, cream walls is really the way to go because it gives that buyer, potential buyer, a clean slate and they feel calm versus reds and oranges and they just kind of their eye just tracks everywhere you need to get this pink color away uh you can have one accent while it's in a bedroom that's fine but i think that you don't want something over decorated you don't want something over colored uh, it's just too distracting for a buyer's eye and the other broker, I'm always, you know, very open to the giving comments to the broker saying, after they ask me what I think, and I'm going to say, this is just too distracting. I think the two, the, the light, like this is so important now, just bringing the light in, it probably lightens everything up, you know, mm -hmm. aside from the window projects and number of things that we can also do at Refresh, just the outdoor natural light is important. And also the whole setting of a lighter palette, I would think just makes the rooms look lighter and more open. I agree. So Brian, with all the craziness that's happened with COVID and people spending so much time at home, people have found new ways to kind of reconnect with a family between doing Zoom calls or game nights, start new traditions or, or refresh old ones. Give me an example of how a home that you have sold or interacted with a client has uh, really improved the way that people live their lives. Like been a real life changer, this home that they've gotten. 
Well, I think the thing is um, a, a big single family that I sold to a client in Lincoln Park, you know, three kids, young kids at home, and it's a beautiful house, it's a double lot house, but they're like, thank God, this humongous backyard because they bought a trampoline. They have this beautiful outdoor area with grills and decking and they had green space, so they bought the trampoline and it's like, and they had this indoor outdoor access from their bottom floor, which is a game room with a ping pong table in there. They're like, thank God we are in this house because otherwise we would kill each other. Um, you know, it's such a, it's a lifesaver. They just are so grateful that they found this house. It's really been terrific throughout this COVID period. So that was really you know, nice to hear when they said, yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful house to begin with. They said, thank God to the yard because the trampoline just got delivered two months ago and it was fantastic. So I think you know, it was a real lifesaver for them. And that the access of they opened up their bottom floor to these French doors out to the garden, the yard and indoor, outdoor living. So it was a huge, huge plus. When uh, one of the things that we've been finding from our clients is that it really had the time now, partly because they've been forced to uh, spend time together as a family, but also just it, it's become more important to kind of re-engage with family traditions and do things like Sunday supper night and so forth, game night. What uh, What's your favorite family tradition? Well, let's see. We'll see. My family's in Hawaii, or they were, and I have a son in Atlanta, so. You hear if your family's in Hawaii. Brian <laughs> seems weather. to go to a lot of dinner parties on terraces lately, right? <laughs> right. That's a good point between the shows. Yeah. For, I love just going uh, outdoor eating, you know, so that's what now that's a little bit warmer. So, so yeah, so to answer your question, my traditions are, you know, my traditions are on the beach. I, we had a place that went to the summer times in, in Hawaii and my grandparents and my mom and dad has this huge house. And it's really fun body surfing all day long. And, you know, day beds are called punes in Hawaii. And so we all have to take a nap on the pune when we're little with my sisters. And um, so those things are what resonates with me. So it's, it's about the beach. It's about water. For me, uh, those are traditions. So I'm glad that, you know, the weather is finally nicer here. Like Michigan's like the ocean to me in Hawaii. I prefer to eat outside and, and keep that sort of thought process going. Always like always out on a terrace or summertime eating out, eating out. I love it. I love it. And you know, we all love the water. It's complete serenity. I do think we would have killed each other if I'm joking, but if the weather didn't improve. So it's been really nice to get outside and cook out with the family. And do tons of. Actually, the other night we just went to the beach and brought a picnic. It's nice when you live in Monaca. You're a couple blocks from the water, and I too agree that, especially now, there's just a peace and calmness about that. It's just a, a nice feeling that we all need in this world today that we're living. What about you, Tony? You doing some spotty surfing? I'm I'm in the Keys today. So there's not much wave action in the Keys. Uh, it's a big boating community. So uh, hopefully that will happen later on tonight. It's a beautiful day today. But you know what? I'm going back to Chicago. I'll be there in a few days. And I'm actually looking to uh, do one of our cooking competitions. I love many of my family traditions are based around the home. I think partly because I'm an architect and partly because, you know, I built many cool kitchens and family rooms and screen porches. And for my granddaughters, I built this amazing, like seven stage fort playhouse and uh, gymnastics uh, swing set, a American Ninja course on it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a labor of love. It took uh, all summer, uh, much to my daughter-in-law's chagrin. Uh, <laughs> it took much longer. 
picture grid, it cost a whole lot more because I kept buying more and more lumber. You know, they really enjoyed it and it gets them out in the yard and they enjoy it. You know, many people want to really enjoy their outdoor space, especially at this time of the year. So uh, we'll be doing that. And I'm, I'm really excited to have some incredible spaces that we put together to uh, kind of the centerpiece for all that activity. It's a great time. It's it's a difficult time that we're all experiencing right now when you can have uh, some warm and inviting and, and cozy spaces uh, in your house and also outside of your home to be able to entertain and have family over and really just experience the best of family traditions, create new ones is uh, something that I think is really important and something that we try to emphasize in our practice and also in our family and, and encourage our clients to think about. And we want to make sure that we do everything designed and build those spaces for them. It's it's much needed during this time of, of stress and we're excited about the work and doing that for people. So Brian, I, I want to thank you for all your uh, insights and, and your expertise. Please make sure that you share this with your group. We want uh, them to know that we consider you to be an expert and we're really excited about your participation in the podcast today. I'd like to thank you for all your uh, your input and your thoughts. Thank and you. congratulations on all your success and oh, keep at it. Super my, exciting. Oh, all you have pleasure. going on. My pleasure. And it's uh, very nice to meet you, Tony. And um, Michelle, great to see you again. And uh, I'm happy to help. And thanks for having me on your, your podcast. We'll look forward to the next refresh. Sounds great. Thank you very much. You've reached the end of the refresh and rediscover your home podcast. Connect with us at refreshtosell.com. See you at the next episode.